Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No. They talk about the Cowboys every day. You understand there's 31 other NFL teams. How many Major League Baseball teams are there? 30? 32 NHL teams. They only talk about the Cowboys. How about that? They're America's team. And by the way, it's all just marketing. Have you watched the documentary on America's team or the football life? It was just marketing. It was the late 70s. But the football guys didn't like it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's the second hour. Welcome on in to the Rod Peterson Show. We're coming at you on Game Plus TV, also YouTube and Facebook. And Listen Live is working. 24-hour sports radio is working despite reports to the contrary. And yeah, I don't, we don't talk about this enough. You understand, for those that listen to Howard Stern, for instance, on satellite radio, how it runs on a loop, mm-hmm. so does our show at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. 24-hour sports radio. And so if you miss the show live, you can just jump on any time. You just jump right into the pool, and we're going. We don't talk about that enough. Yeah, we don't. But it's a very, very great tool. Very valuable. Yeah, very valuable. And here's another one. The second hour is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. I'm going to get into some deep old Saskatchewan lingo here, Moose. Mm -hmm. But I was coming back from Regina Beach yesterday. And I drove by the Core Grain outfit. Yeah. And it's on the east side of Highway 11. Okay. Do yeah. they talk like that anywhere else? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's on the east side of the highway. That's how my dad talks. He's like, right. you go to there, and then you turn west, and then you turn. I'm like, I'm going to pull up my compass to get directions. <laughs> I, I still do. Yeah, I know. I think it's like being raised on a farm, because for years and years and years, and maybe you people can do it too. I don't know. But I've never found too many people that can just tell the time by looking up at the sun. And met some people, some Americans one time that we were in Cancun area. And they're like, it was like a party trick for them. Hey, Rod, what time is it? Uh, 2.15. Dang. Yeah, like it's 2.14. Like yeah, exactly. Well, within five minutes. Right, exactly. And it's like, uh, yeah, go past the two-mile mark, and then you take head west. and Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and that's the thing with growing up on the farm. Like you're working, you don't have a watch on, you're fixing fence, you're uh, throwing Ooh. bales. It's just, ah. And you just know what time it is. Yeah. And the sun gets up there. And right. Okay, now we can break for lunch. <laughs> exactly. Right. Or how it feels. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Core Grain is brought to you, uh, brings you hour two, doing the right thing for your farm. Um and we'll be talking about Manscaped a little later, so get ready for that. But we, we promised this just before the end of hour one. Predictions for week two in the Canadian Football League as it kicks off tonight. And listen, if you really want them, because I don't know why you care what we think, but that's fine. You can go to rodpeterson.com. Every week I put my picks up there. They're there right now. But for those that missed that, uh, here they are. And Moose, I'll take yours too. Thursday night football tonight, the BC Lions at the Calgary Stampeders. This thing's going to be over by halftime. And by the way, where are the odds? I can't find the damn odds. They're not on the score app. Come on, officials. Uh, Somebody told me that they're not posting them anymore. We went to the big board. He's gone to the big board. Yeah, working on it here. Not easy to find. Why is it so hard to find the damn odds? I know, okay. For the CFL. CFL odds and point spreads, BC Lions and Calgary Stampeders. The, the Stamps are favored by 6.5. Over-under is 48.5. 6.5, eh? Well, it should be more than that. I've got Calgary to win straight up, and you? I'll take Calgary. Uh, Friday night. Friday night football tonight. Toronto at Winnipeg. We'll be there. Winnipeg favored by 6. The over-under is 47.5. Well, that's an easy one. I'll take Toronto to beat the spread and win straight up. I got the Argos to win at Winnipeg. Don't at me. Yeah. I got Winnipeg to win straight up, but Argos will cover the spread. Okay. So Winnipeg or Argos or Winnipeg has three. Look at us with the betting lingo. Yep. Uh, Alouettes and Elks. Um, Edmonton's favored by three and a half. The over-under is 49. I've got Edmonton to win the game straight up. As a matter of fact, they'll cover the spread. There's no two ways about that. I got Montreal. To do what? To win. Straight up? Yeah. Well, if they're going to win, they're going to beat the spread, too. So, I got um, Montreal. You got Montreal? How about that? Yeah. And then later on, it is the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It is a rematch of the 1972 Grey Cup, as well as the 1989 and 2013. It, and it's a toss-up. I mean, Saskatchewan's favored by a point and a half. Wow. Over-unders 48. Mm-hmm. I've got the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders yeah. to win the football game. On the arm of the nimble Cody Fajardo. Yeah, it, it's at home, so I'll take Saskatchewan. Yeah, I'll take Saskatchewan, too, as well. Uh, Chris in Toronto says, I like the cut of your jib, Rod. Thank you, Chris. I like yours as well. The Argos are my team. I got I to gotta say that. Yeah. They've become my team. It's going to be fun to see Chucky prouncing around at IG Field. Yeah. Uh, Michael Wynn in Winnipeg says, can't wait for the meetup, boys. Hashtag Winnipeg. By the way, it would appear that Hooters is winning out by a runaway where we're going to have our meet and greet before the game uh, Friday afternoon in Winnipeg. Yeah, it'll be important right now if you're following our social media feeds, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, you'll want to go to those feeds now and turn your notifications on. So that when we send out that tweet, you'll get a notification that we're going to be. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Hooters at like 4.30, yeah. 5 o'clock-ish, so everybody can get back to the game. 
Um, and there may be a te- we may we may meet you know set up somewhere outside the stadium for for a half an hour too. Wouldn't that be something? But we'll send out the tweet. So go to Instagram, go to Twitter, go to our profile at Rod Peterson Show, and turn the notifications on so you get notified. Live show tomorrow from Canada Life Center. That's the home of the Winnipeg Jets. 11 a.m. Central, normal airtime. Flame Tech Football Friday with special live guests tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Jeff Cavillis of Winnipeg says, bring the brand moose. Should I pack it? I'm ready. Well, of course. People, we will be branding people at Hooters starting that? at 4 o'clock. Oh my God. Spicy. I am going to bring it. Do you want to run out and get the brand for yeah. those that don't know? He'll be right back. Undo your headphones. Kids. Chris Bird in King City, Ontario, watching, says maybe one of the viewers can host the Winnipeg meet and greet at their tailgate party. We got 24 hours to figure this out. The bracelet says one day at a time. Drives a lot of people in my life nuts, but it works for me. The poll question today, by the way. Because we got suckered in this morning that Deshaun Watson had been cut. A, a comedian tweeted that, and I hate that. That guy should be flogged at midfield, beaten. Yeah. That comedian. So he wasn't cut, Deshaun Watson, but <clears throat> we expect that he will be. So I, I just left the poll question up. Where does Deshaun Watson land next? And on Twitter, 42% saying the Patriots, 26% say the Eagles, 19% say the Broncos, and 13% say the Raiders. What are they saying on Facebook, Moose? Yeah, it's the Raiders and Broncos that both have 29%, followed by the Eagles and then the Patriots. You had the 49ers, didn't you, in your original? Well, that was the scout. And I'll just tell you, he's in Vegas. Well, and look. Like... Hopefully I didn't out him too much, but the scout in Vegas texted me and he goes, here's the four spots for Deshaun Watson, and it was the Niners, Raiders, Broncos, Patriots. But I'm like, they already got Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. What would they bring him in for? Because Deshaun Watson's an upgrade over both of them. And that's... With a more luggage than Samsonite. That's... More baggage than Samsonite. (laughs) That's right. So if you're willing to deal with the baggage, uh, Deshaun Watson is an upgrade. So that's... I could see it. And the 49ers are a team that, with solid quarterback play... They're a Super Bowl contender. They mm-hmm. are. Their defense is good enough. They've got some weapons. Um, George Kittle. If they get solid, competent quarterbacking play, they can, they can be a threat. Um, Deshaun Watson brings that. But so does Garoppolo. I mean, when he's at his best, and they think Trey Lance is the next one. So yeah, not a lot of urgency there. Uh, well, and the coach that I talked to in Texas yesterday said, this was before there was any news or talk of Deshaun Watson being released. He's like... The Texans are going to be bad no matter what, whether Deshaun Watson's there or not. So you might as well get rid of him. Yeah. So they're expecting at any point that Deshaun Watson's going to get released. That's why it didn't shock me today when I saw it, but it turns out I got suckered in. John in Winnipeg says bringing the golf clubs, uh, that is a hard no, John. Hard no. Habs for life in Vancouver watching says, I love the Phoenix jacket. Uh, I spilled coffee all over my Pat's pullover in the hour one break, so I had a change. By the way, coming up in uh, the next segment, Cole Sillinger, first round pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets, by the way. You're not going to want to miss that. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? 
If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with a promo code RP20. Hands in the room up. Who used Manscaped? How about that? Two of us. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code RP20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you. I don't know how you do that every day with a straight face. And it's 11-11. Get your rocket ready for takeoff. Take a, take a sip of coffee. What are we doing here today? Oh, what are we doing? Good one, Rod. Thank you. Thank you, Rick Regan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Everybody saw the same comment <laughs> at the same time in the whole room. Goes Everybody crazy. laughed. Stacy uh, Champagne. That's a guy. Good one. Watching says free instructional videos on you. Yeah, you put it up. I don't want to say it. Mind you, I just did say what I said. I just said. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. not really. It's not a swear word. No. Uh, um, we've covered the CFL. We've covered a lot of NFL last hour with uh, Tori Gurley. I do want to say this. In the break, just before I spilled coffee all over my Pat's pullover, he asked me about Super Bowl. And you're like, do you want to go to the game? Do you not want to go to the game? Because we're going to Super Bowl. And what day do you want to go? Blah, blah, blah. And... <clears throat> I've done a lot of talking today, so maybe you should take over and just tell the viewers what we're talking about here. That it, it's not if we're going to Super Bowl; it's what day we leaving, what and day, and for how long, and well, blah blah blah. Yeah, and this is how we operate, or at least that's how I operate in, in the business. Is now Winnipeg came up last minute, but we try and do these things in advance. So right now in August, we're planning for February. Um, so yeah, it's trying to figure out what we're going to be doing, where we're going to be going, staying, that kind of stuff. We've got a lot of it locked down, which is great. And we can release details when we get closer. But, you know, our show live from Super Bowl week will be a lot of fun. We've built a lot of relationships in that league. And you have a lot of relationships in that area. The, the game is in L.A., so that'll be fun. It's one of my favorite places to go is L.A. Um, I've already been checking out with the, you know, the forecast. The weather's perfect down there. It'll be, you know, 20 to 25 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Um, so the game's on, I believe, the 13th is Super Bowl uh, from L.A., so we'll be down there for the whole week. Well, I said to Moose that um, I envision a day, not necessarily this year, but in the years ahead, that we'd treat Super Bowl like we treated the Grey Cup. By the end, I would go work all the events at Grey Cup and then go home Sunday morning mm-hmm. or, or Saturday night, usually. And by the way, there's no quieter place in the world than an airport on the Saturday of Grey Cup weekend. I know. Everybody's already in. Everybody's in. You know? Nobody's leaving. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's the best, right? So it is pretty great. Um, we'll probably it'll be a it'll be a personal choice if you go to the game or not. If you want to drop what is it around fifteen hundred Canadian on tickets, yeah, to get to the game, um, it's not cheap. But we'll probably have a viewing party somewhere in right. the LA area. That's why we would stay is to watch the game somewhere on a big screen. And we got some ballers that are going to join us. Which reminds me, I wanted to mention this. Your boy, Nate Burleson, yeah. 
He's got a story about Nate Burleson. He's leaving Good Morning Football. He's the Canadian who played many years in the National Football League. He's going to, is it CBS this morning? CBS this morning. And uh, the last time you guys talked, he was all over you on the Jason Sudeikis thing. It was Nate Burleson, right? Well, I know. We were stuck here. So it was the ultimate uh, UFFS, uh, their, their franchise auction for fantasy football. And they're auctioning off these teams. And everybody was down in Vegas at the Circa Club, uh, poolside at Stadium Swim, Nick Lewis, and everybody was down there. It looked awesome. And I'm hosting it all from the studio here. And I got, you know, Michael Vick and Nate Burleson was one of the video calls. And he's at home. And he was disappointed that we weren't in Vegas. So he said, next time we're doing this, he's like, you and I are going to Vegas. And if I got Jason Sudeikis with me, we'll get in everywhere. So he thought that was pretty great. So uh, congrats on uh, the new gig with CBS. I I guess he's still going to be doing uh, NFL Network stuff. Yeah. But he'll be on CBS full time. So that's cool. Uh, Yeah. So watch your toes, everybody, because we're dropping some names. But (laughs) Moose was hanging out with Nate Burleson, Chris Carter, and Michael Vick. No big deal. And, uh, yeah. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and he says, Nate Burleson is a Calgarian. Isn't that something? Oh, I've read his Wikipedia. Just, oh, he's a real great guy. That reminds me with this Calgary Stampede ownership thing. Darren, I was going to have some fun with that. Like the movie Slapshot. Because yeah. everybody's saying, oh, the new owner for the Stamps. What's he like? Remember when they're playing cards on the bus? Oh, he's a real great guy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of shysters in Calgary, Rod. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that that's, yeah, I don't know the deal. Who would I don't know who it is. Not yet, anyways. My phone is going off like crazy. Um, one more from Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York, watching. He says, Rod's a true radio pro. I tried reading a Manscaped ad during a live stream one time, and I nearly lost it. Oh, forget about it. Some of the, my, he's heard my stories. Well, I had to do a live read for Pontiac. Remember the Pontiac Le Mans? Yes. Remember that? Yes. Come on down to Barber Motors and test drive the new Pontiac Lemons. It's a car. Can't call a car a lemon. <laughs> I did. Guess who did? I did. Uh. Cole Sillinger is in next. 12th overall draft choice of the Columbus Blue Jackets in last month's NHL draft. He's a Medicine Hat Tiger star. He's a Sioux Falls Stampede alum from the United States Hockey League. We got a lot of talk about with the youngest Sillinger when we come back. This is the uh, second half kickoff. And hour two brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. You're watching on the RP Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody, on this Thursday, episode number 546 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. Coming your way on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And uh, it's a big honor to welcome back Cole Sillinger here in in the bunker. A lot has changed in his life since the last time he was here. He's now an NHL property, I guess you could say, Cole. Um, It's... Man, it's been now. That I think a lot has happened yeah. since you've been in here. <laughs> it's been over a year. Mm-hmm. How's the summer been for you? Let me start with that. Yeah, it's been good. I've been uh, been training pretty hard and uh, been skating quite a bit. So 
Um, I, I was pretty busy up until the draft doing a lot of Zoom interviews and stuff like that. And then um, obviously after the draft, I, uh, I was in Calgary there for the World Junior Camp. Uh, it was a seven day long camp, it was real good. Um, got back in the thick of things and stuff like that. And now I have time to you know, kind of just relax and, and take those last couple weeks in. Well, I'll tell you what, for our viewers that don't know, just to say it right now, Cole's first round pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets, 11th overall first round, played last year with the Sioux Falls Stampede, Medicine Nat Tigers the year before that. But the last time you were in here, you were with your dad, Mike, the yeah. longtime <laughs> NHLer, what, 12 teams, 18 years? I'm right on that, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were just uh, coming off your rookie year in Medicine Hat. Not much was going on. <laughs> and then the world ended. <laughs> really, COVID yeah. hit. So let's just walk that back a little bit. Uh, the WHL season was canceled. We went into the Hub Center. and But you were long gone. So what was mm-hmm. it that you decided in January that you wanted to go down to the USHL? Let's, yeah. let's start there. I'll, I'll take you back to August. Even so, before that, yeah, Sherry. In, in August, yeah. um, Sioux Falls listed me. Um, uh, you know, Marty Murray's a coach there and GM. He kind of knew that um, the, the States had a better chance of playing than in Canada. So uh, he just kind of threw me on the roster just because. And uh, when the Western Hockey League gave all, all players a release till December 20th, I chose to go down there. Um, it was actually like I was down there for the month of October, but there were still some transfer issues between Hockey Canada, USA Hockey, um, Sioux Falls and Medicine Hat, right? So um, I was down there, practiced, got met the whole team, met the organization, but I couldn't play any games. So um, I had to come back and I had to make the final decision what I was going to do if I was going to wait for Western Hockey League to start or go back there before January 10th. And I mean, we had or I had like 10, 11 months off and, you know, I believe I did everything I possibly could to to make myself a better hockey player and a better person. And I want to make sure I got the got the chance to go show that and, and prove to myself that. So, I mean, um, playing guaranteed games down in the USHL um, it made it a good choice. Um, I had all the support in the world from Whaley and my whole Medicine Hat team. So um, that was awesome. I mean, in the end, too, I'm a young guy. I'm 18 years old. And and I believe that playing games is the best thing for my development. Very uh Lucky, I think, too, that you mm. hold dual citizenship. Yeah, yeah, so, so that helped out a lot. Where little. were you born? Columbus. You were, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's yeah. talk about. So they've done all those stories in the Columbus yeah. media probably now that you were born yeah. there. And so let's talk about that though. And I want to say, I reached your dad on the golf course in Scottsdale while you were in Sioux Falls, and he he explained all of what you just yeah. did. But he said that it's worked really easy for you that you had dual citizenship. So maybe talk about that. If you hadn't had an American passport, would you have been able to pull this off as easily? Um, maybe not as easily. I think the, the rule is uh, the, uh, any USHL team can have, I think it's three or five Canadian players on their roster. Um, and we had two Canadians. So, I mean, it would have made it a little bit easier um, that we only had two and not three Canadians on the team. But yeah, since I was uh, a dual citizen, I was kind of registered as a USA hockey player. Well, I often wonder about this, and this is the stuff that people don't normally think about, but did you drive to Sioux Falls? Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) So you get to the border. Connor Ingram told me this story. He was driving from Imperial to Nashville, and the Mm -hmm. guy was like, what do you do? (laughs) What was it like getting into the States? Was it okay? Showed them my American passport. They said, welcome home. So that was that, it. That, that was it. Yeah. They didn't no. ask what you were doing? Well, they asked how, how long I'd be there for and what I was doing. I said, I'm playing hockey down there. I got my American passport. And they're like, welcome home. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's easy. <laughs> that's good. Well, you're a clean living kid, too. Yeah. That makes it easy. Yeah. But was it not? Because all of a sudden, I'm following all the Sioux Falls Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And you were lighting it up right from the start. Was it not your first game that you sniped from, like, 
40 feet out. Second game in. Who's yeah. your second? Yeah, first game in, we uh, we were playing Sioux City. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was good to get, get to get my feet under myself and stuff like that. But we won an overtime big game. And then the next night is when I uh, scored my first goal and kind of just felt really relieved. But um, we didn't get the win, which sucked. Yeah. Well, but overall, because I do remember the last time you we were here, I asked you if this game is easy for you. And both you and your dad looked at me like, no, it's not easy. But it... <laughs> It looks easy for you. <laughs> How did you find the quality of play in the USHL compared to the dub? Very good. I mean, uh, they're both, um, I mean, they're different styles of play, right? So the, the Western Hockey League, in my opinion, um, there's a little bit more skill. And because of that, um, the game happens smoother, uh, more structure, more execution on you know, two-on-ones, three-on-twos, special teams, just stuff like that. Whereas in the USHL, um, it's an older league. All guys are you know, 18, 19, or 20 years old ready to go to college, you know, play greasy style play, um, more so of a chip and chase style hockey. But I mean, you look at the draft picks every single year. I mean, the USHL has, I mean, even these past years and moving forward, they, they have more and more each year, right? So um, yeah, both really good leagues in my opinion. No kidding. And talk about the barn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it new? Or? Uh, yeah, it's real new. It's it's the nicest junior rink I've ever played in. in really? North yeah, yeah, real nice. It's... Uh, we got, I think it seats like 10,450 and we sold it out once this year. So um, obviously the restrictions weren't, weren't too heavy down there. But I mean, yeah, the, the fan base is crazy down there. And it's just, no, it was, it was good to have a normal, normal type year. Sounds like it. So listen, I, uh, my brother's a cowboy and he follows what goes on in South Dakota <laughs> very closely. And like, yeah. they acted like COVID wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Was that life just seemed normal to you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had some restrictions within our team because we didn't want to get. Uh, I mean, if there were, if we had a case on our team, then um, we would have to cancel games or reschedule games and stuff like that. So um, we we kept it pretty tight within our group. But yeah, the the city. I mean, you didn't have to, really have to wear a mask anywhere, and uh, there was no really limits on a capacity. So yeah, there was basically no COVID. Do <laughs> they know? Crazy. Do they know hockey down there? Yeah, they do. They like the Stampede is like their NHL. Like everyone knows the Stampede. Wow. Everyone follows them. Yeah, it's pretty special down there. So before I asked you before we went to air where you're going to play next year, mm -hmm. and you said, "Well, Columbus or Medicine Hat." Do they know that in Sioux Falls? How's it going to go over yeah. if uh, you're not back there? <laughs> yeah. So when I went down there, I was on a no, just kind of like a one year, like it was just a transfer kind of AP card. So as soon as I played my last game down there, my rights automatically switched back to Medicine Hat. So yeah, the, the Tigers hold all my all my rights as of right now. But the fans, because listen, I saw what the Tigers fans were saying. They're like, "We love you, Cole. We miss you." <laughs> right when you were in Sioux, yeah. Sioux Falls, I would assume the Sioux Falls fans would be saying the same thing next year. I <laughs> yeah, would think. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> I made a good yeah. impression on them. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So to the well, going in order here, the World Under Eighteen Championships mm -hmm. in Frisco, Texas. Saw you on the list to go. Saw you not on the roster for yeah. the first game. We're like, what's going on here? Yeah. So take me through that. Because this, is, folks, is the pre-draft showcase for all the draft-eligible kids. And Connor Bedard was there. He's not yeah. draft-eligible, as you know. But So you got down there um, or not? So it was so on Wednesday, I played in a, a game. It was the All-American game. So basically all the top draft prospects from the USHL played the U.S. national team. And uh, so that was in Michigan, and that was on a Wednesday. So you had to get three negative COVID tests to go to that one, and I did. So I proved three negative tests, played in that game, and then I bust from Michigan to Waterloo to play my last two games um, with Sioux Falls. On, it was a Friday and Saturday. 
played those two. And then Sunday, I flew to Arizona to quarantine with my parents because prior to the tournament, you needed to have a five-day isolation period. And, I mean, in, in Sioux Falls, my billet mom was a nurse, and I had billet kids in and out of school. So um, it was suggested by Hockey Canada and, uh, you know, kind of the IHF to, to go quarantine in Arizona as my parents were fully vaccinated at the time. So um, I went down there, had my first shot of vaccine, and in those span of five days, you needed four COVID tests. And, uh, you no, know, I tested a positive on, on one day, and I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, I, got, I feel great. I got no symptoms at all. I had my first shot of vaccine. And uh, the hockey hockey Canada and IHF came up with the with the system. If I can prove three negatives in a row, then they'll deem that first one a false positive. So my next one was negative. I'm like, thank God. And then my next one was negative. I'm like, okay, I'm going. I'm to going back. to Texas. I'm going to Texas. <laughs> Get tested on the, on that Friday. I'm flying out that Sunday, and uh, got my test back on Saturday, and it was positive, and it sucked because you had to be if you weren't in that in the bubble. By that Sunday, you couldn't get in. So that's why I couldn't take three more tests the following week. So were you worrying the fact that you weren't going to play? How, how would it affect your draft status? Or how, how did you mentally deal with this? Um, I mean, it, it was a tough thing for sure. I mean, anytime you have an opportunity to represent Canada um, at the world stage, you're going to want to do it, right? I mean, not too many people from Regina um, have that opportunity. So um, it, was, it was a tough, tough pill to swallow. But but the way I looked at it was, I mean, it was such a crazy year. I mean, guys were got or guys got taken out of the World Juniors because of it. Um, you saw the University of Michigan never got to play um, in that Elite Eight tournament or the College mm-hmm. Hockey Tournament because they had COVID. So um, I, I wasn't the only guy. So that's kind of the way I looked at it. And also, I mean, I, I got to play 30 games in front of fans and had a normal year. And for some of the guys on um, Team Canada, it was their first games of the year. So um, looking back on the year, I, I believe I developed as a player and as a person. And uh, Created a lot of um, relationships with my teammates that'll last forever. So, yeah, that's kind of the way I had to look at it. How heavily scouted would you say the US, USHL is? This year, um, lots. I mean, uh, it was only only rinks in North America that allowed full fans. So, yeah, we had probably, say, 50-plus scouts every night oh. every time we played. So, so you're yeah. good. So that's why then. Well, <laughs> and I'll just ask you one question about the World Under-18s because Connor – Bedard was named player of the tournament. We watched every game. I think he averaged yeah. over two points a game. Um, a shame that he didn't get a chance to play with them, but you will <laughs> in the years ahead, I'm sure, in international competition, I hope. Anyways, um, what about this kid? Did you yeah. know him before? Um, no, obviously you see all of his highlights throughout yeah. the year. And, uh, yeah, he's just a, a real good player, real smooth, um, real good shot. So, yeah, it, it was really exciting to watch him um, do what he did at the under-18s. And then actually this past, this past week here, um, got to know him a little bit um, at, at the World Junior Camp. He was again with the under-18s. I was with the U-20, so we were kind of split up a bit. But, um, but the last game, they merged us together and, and got to know him a bit and, and see his skill. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal player and will be a really good player um, in the National Hockey League. You got some pretty big high, uh, headlines when you scored four in a scrimmage last week. How did that game go? What happened there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never played in a game that was 9-8 before in <laughs> overtime. So um, that was different, but yeah. Um, it, it was just it was it was good for me to do that. I mean, I um, you know played well. Thought I played hard throughout the week, and uh, I was fortunate enough to have a couple couple good bounces go my way. And I uh, know give a lot of credit to my linemates. They they found me in open areas, and uh, you know just put the puck in that, and things were going well. We were clicking. If you can say, what did you guys think about Connor Bedard not being with the with the under twenties? 
and being kept with the under-18s. Because I didn't think that was right. I'm like, he's going to yeah. play in the tournament anyways. <laughs> Put him up with the big guys. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, he, he. I don't really have an opinion on it. He's good enough to, to obviously <laughs> um, be in that group that um, know that that I was in, that, that all the under-20s were in. Um, but, I mean, he's he's got a lot of buddies in the under-18s too, so I don't think that uh, he really sort of sort of cared or sort of cared that he had the labelment of being in the under-18s because he knows that um, if he's got a, he's got a good, uh, good first half, he's going to have a real good chance of making the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. So. so to the draft, I'm backing up a little bit, mm-hmm. you go to Columbus 11th overall. I literally, I go to bed early. I waited to see <laughs> where you went, and I, yeah. I wasn't waiting too long, and then I went to bed. 11th overall to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, how did that feel? Yeah, it was uh, it was very exciting. I mean, um, we had a we have a pretty wide open draft, so any anywhere from um, after the after the first couple of picks, I was starting to get more nervous and nervous. Hmm. I'm just waiting for my name to get called, and uh, actually, Columbus made that. Uh, it was a trade, and I wasn't on my phone all day. So when we turned the draft on and I saw Columbus was picking that spot, I'm like, hmm, they must have made a pretty big trade today. And then, uh, yeah, they ended up taking me at that, with that pick, so that was pretty special. And you were here that night, right? Yeah, yeah. I was at, uh, I had some teammates in my family and oh, my closest buddies were at the rooftop here in Regina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that was a wild night. From yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, so <laughs> just can you, we mentioned this earlier, but let's talk about it again. The synergy that you were born in Columbus, you're going to play in Columbus uh, with Patrick Laine. I don't know if you guys will be in the same line or not because you both shoot right, right? But I'm left. Oh, you're left. Well, you might be on the same line <laughs> Maybe, then. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, how do you feel about playing in Columbus? Yeah, I mean, no, no. My dad played there, and uh, even no guys like Ryan Murray, local guy here, um, they have a lot, of, a lot of great things to say about the city, um, the organization, the fan base, kind of, kind of everything. So um, that gets me really excited. And, uh, no, when my dad played there, we have – we are. We had you no. Know, my dad created a lot of a lot of relationships um, with with some people down there that um, we we still keep in contact with. So um, it'll be nice to go down there and see them. And uh, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the to the whole process and see everything firsthand. I think he told me that his favorite city was Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, he says that. He says that if he had to. If he could re-sign in an organization again and still play in the National Hockey League, he said it would be Columbus. So that's pretty special. Why for me, is yeah. that? I don't know. He just said he, he, he loved it down there. Um, I mean, he's, he said he loved, uh, loved his group, um, loved the organization, loved the fan base, loved the city. He just said he had nothing bad to say about it. And my mom loved it, too, from her perspective. She said that there were so many good restaurants. Um, it was easy for her to kind of manage us three when she was down there. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. um, let me ask you this. You're the youngest of the three boys, and coming up, Everybody said, Cole's the one. Cole's the, Cole's the one. That's what they all said. I know that you're too humble to agree <laughs> with that, but, but that you were small, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Were you worried that you were never going to get to this? Um, no, I've always been a pretty, been a, no, pretty driven and, and focused kid. And uh, I mean, if you were to ask what I want to do when I was five years old, I'd tell you that I want to play in the National Hockey League and be a professional hockey right. player. So um, that's always stuck with my mind. And I, you know, every decision I make on a daily basis is towards that goal. So that's kind of the way I've always been. And uh, no, now I'm the biggest one in my family. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, exactly. That's how that works. <laughs> I mean, over six feet, over 200 pounds. So um, I, I like where I'm at physically. I like where I'm at mentally. Where did that uh, the spurt happen? When did you shoot up and um, out? After my Banamir, I think I was drafted at like five to the Western Hockey League, like five nine, I want to say. And then I played my first year in the Pac Canadians at six feet. 
Well, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because, you know, Pat's fans were so mad that you're not a Pat. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they didn't have a pick, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, or you, they, I'm sure you would have loved to have been a Pat too, but yeah. mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. It's kind of been a theme of what you've said here. Mm-hmm. You didn't go to World Under 18s. You still ended up going 11th. You went to Medicine Hat. You love it there. You obviously love mm-hmm. Willie. So yeah. what's up between now and camp for, the, for you, for the Blue Jackets? Yeah, I mean, no, just gonna. No, my my brother's left today, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm the lone soldier with my family now. So, um, just just continue to train here and skate here with you no know, Brent Bobick and next level hockey. It's kind of what I've been doing all summer. And um, no, I I trained with Dan Yaskwich out of level ten sport performance. We got a real good group there, so I plan to do that for for the next you no know, two to three weeks here, and then uh, you no know, hopefully head down to Columbus for um, no training camp, maybe you no know, a little bit before just to. Just to get a little comfortable um, with the, with everything down there. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully stick there as long as I can. Yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. uh, congratulations on everything so far, Cole. As you know, the road's kind of just starting. Yeah. And you know that. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for coming in and spending the time with us. Enjoy what's left of summer. Thank you very much, Rod. appreciate it. Columbus Blue Jackets first-round pick, Cole Sillinger, Medicine Hat Tigers forward. And uh, we'll be back with more. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is time for more. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for chiming in. I got a couple of interesting uh, messages here. I, I think. Okay. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I. People are sending us photos, and Darren, it doesn't work real well. Well, what am I supposed to do with them? That's all. I mean, it's nice. No, we we need a like. I'm a solution based. I like to operate that way. Uh-huh. So it's like we got to figure out how to get those on the screen in a timely fashion. So when you yeah. talk about them, we can show them. Um, Elwood okay. is we'll watching in Texas. Elwood in Texas. Remember him? Mm. And he's got his Baltimore Stallions ball cap. You can you can see it. He got his Baltimore Stallions ball cap out. And uh, earlier on, Allie in Edmonton texted us a photo of a newspaper box stand. News stand. Yeah. Kids, gather around. They used to have these boxes, and they'd fill them with newspapers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait till we uh, tell them what a phone booth was. <laughs> I think about that all the time. And the Edmonton Elks are offering $5 off coupons in the news stand. So she sent a picture of that. Um, and John, whoops, Wheaton Kia hit the deck. That means we, uh, that's God saying you better put your Vegas Golden Knights hat up. Yeah. How about that? Uh, John Schmeiser is watching in Kansas City. And he says, great interview. Very articulate. Yeah. Cole's been raised around pros. He's a pro. And uh, all the Blue Jackets people started following us yesterday on Twitter and Instagram and so forth after the... uh, Yeah, just yesterday they started. It's a long story. Got to start somewhere. (laughs) Got to start somewhere. Okay, so the Blue Bombers and Argos dropped their rosters for the game tomorrow night. Okay. And I have them both on my phone, and there's nothing particularly earth-shattering about them. James Henderson in Borden, Manitoba, writes in. He says, I'm kind of surprised the Bombers are going to play Big Willie Jefferson. They have him listed with a hip and head injury, yet he's going to play. 
I'm praying none of these injuries get worse. Uh, what? You're not keeping Willie off the field. Okay? No. There's one thing to know, too, that Willie Jefferson is so instrumental to the success of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mm-hmm. They're not taking a risk with him. If, no. If, the, if it could get worse and there's, there's opportunity to lose him for a long period of time, they won't play him in week two of the season. He was one guy that I was watching last week's game where I'm like, where I said, they're just, they're back to normal. Willie's back to normal. Oh. But he's been waiting a year and a half to play. He knew he was going to be ready, but he dropped off and got those big, you know. All in his own. 14 feet long arms picking up Jeremiah Masoli. So here's the injured list for the Blue Bombers. Well, not all of them, but Darvin Adams is still on it. Andrew Harris is still on it. Interestingly for the Argos, because the Argos, they sent me their roster too. And Odell Willis is on the practice roster. Mm-hmm. How about that? He's waiting you, to get in. How yeah, about so that? There's all the talent, the wealth of talent in Argo land. Yeah, he is on the practice roster. Odell Willis, along with Brandon Smith, Trey Williams, Antonio Pipkin. And their injured list includes Cordero Law, Bear Woods, Shane Ray, Drake Nevis. So they're not going into the game number, you know, but they've got less key injuries than the Blue Bombers. And that's why I've got the Argos to win. Sports update. Shohei Otani is set to start for the Angels tonight at home against Toronto, marking the first time the two-way sensation will pitch to Blue Jays slugger Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It is a 7.38 p.m. mountain first pitch. More than three decades after Field of Dreams hit the big screen, one of the most famous cornfields in Hollywood history finally gets the opportunity to host real Major League Baseball. MLB is preparing for its first game in the state of Iowa tonight as the Chicago White Sox and New York Yankees meet in Dyersville next to the site used in the 1989 movie. It'll be on Fox. Ricky Fowler gets a final chance to keep his season going at the Wyndham Championship this week, and he's not the only big name on the PGA Tour hoping to end up on the right side of golf's playoff standings. The top 125 players in the FedEx Cup make the Tour's postseason. That's why all but one of those rank between 104th and 151st. We'll tee it up starting today at Sedgefield Country Club in North Carolina. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca. Visit today for all the latest breaking WHL news and analysis at dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW. Get yours now at G2GBars.ca. Certified, they got the thumbs up oh, yeah. from all the fitness people that we know. We'll be right back with overtime for the four seasons. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, and the moose. I'm just texting Hustler uh, for tomorrow. God. I said meet and greet at Hooters. It corrected to Shooters. Not the very popular downtown Regina country night spot long before you were born shooters <clears throat> yeah 
Meet and greet at Hooters at 4.30 if you're down. Okay. Mind you, I guess he'll know. Because Moose just said maybe he can come and promote it on his show. Well, people, his fans will want to meet him, right? Everybody's met Hustler in Winnipeg. I think. Probably. It's a big place, though. Yeah, it's a big place. So for the folks in Winnipeg that want to come on down, the RP Show will be live from Canada Life Center Friday, 11 to 1 Central, Flame Tech Football Friday. Uh, we're good to go. What a time to be alive in that I'm afraid to talk about who's vaccinated and who's not. Let's put it this way. If you're not, you're SOL in Winnipeg. You're SOL. Do you know what that means? No? Good. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, go look it up. SOL. If, if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to the Bomber game. You're not coming on the RP show. You're not going to the Jets games either. You saw that, too. No, they, I didn't they, see that. Yeah. Um, True North Sports and Entertainment put that out there um, to piggyback off of what the Bombers are doing, that if you're not double vaxxed and don't have your vax card, you're not getting into the Jets games yep. for hockey either, and which is why Canada, it's a building policy. Um, my understanding is that in Winnipeg, the restaurants are open now and we can go to the malls and we can do things when we're there. But to get into Canada Life Center, you have to be vaccinated. We have to be. Our guests have to be. Our crew has to be. We, so that's just the way it is. Yeah. And so that's the decision they've made. So where we go. Mandy in Edmonton says, have fun in Winnipeg. Maybe I can see you in Edmonton. That's a maybe. Do we have plans to go to Edmonton? Oh, yeah. Next weekend's the CEBL Championship weekend. We've been invited to go. I could just, see that. Just putting that out there. I could also see us making a trip to an Oiler game. Why would we want to watch them? Why would we? Yeah, well, maybe the Jets will be in town. <laughs> Inside joke there. Or Columbus. Maybe when Columbus comes through. Hey, I'll tell you a story about Columbus. <clears throat> Left my credit card in a club there called Alive. I know you heard that story, but... Greatest day in my life with my dad was in Columbus, Ohio. Of all places. I know, of all places. And, and I was rooming with my dad, by the way. Interesting story. Okay. And, then, and then I'm not going to get into all of it here today, but I got up the next, on the Sunday, and I'm like, oh, shit, dad, I left my credit card in this club we were at last night. And he's like, well, let's walk and go get it. I was still drinking then. And <laughs> we get there rattling on the doors and they don't open till yeah not open till no not open till monday oh yeah i'll do the business of the week for sure but i'll never forget my dad's not with us anymore but uh we were traveling home he was working for the dallas stars i was working for me ish and uh, we got to the airport and uh, our flight got canceled you ever had that happen they don't tell you they didn't tell you right we get right to the counter i can't remember who it was delta united something and they're like, well, sorry to tell you, but your flight to Toronto's canceled. But we have a hotel room for you at the Thunderbird Motel. And I see you're traveling with your dad. You two clearly have a special relationship. Would you like to stay with your dad in the same room? No! Guy snores like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Sucks the curtains off the wall. No, I don't want to stay with my dad. <laughs> Mandy in Edmonton, you lost your keys, right? No, not that time. It was just my credit card. <laughs> Mandy, love your stories with your dad, Rod. Actually, I heard this one before. Still love it. Had some good times with him. The business of the week. We're doing it today. 
because we're going to be in Winnipeg tomorrow. The MySouth 411 Business of the Week is Pete's Terrace Restaurant in Waska Sioux. Love it. Been there. It's been a minute. Since 1989, Pete's Terrace has served the good people of Waska Sioux, Saskatchewan with tasty food while enjoying the beautiful scenery of Waska Sioux Lake on their patio. They serve a variety of burgers, nachos, pizza. Oh, getting hungry. Plus more. Find them on MySask411 today. Very simple. Again, it's like a phone book yeah. in your phone. It's on my main page right at the bottom of my favorites, MySask411. See? So I would type in Waskasu Restaurants if I happened to be there. Boom. Pete's Terrace would come up. Did I mention burgers, nachos, pizza? Oh, you did. Now I'm hungry. <sighs> My SAS 411 Business of the Week, Pete's Terrace in Waska Sioux. That's what we do here. We help each other out. We connect people to businesses, businesses to people, businesses to businesses, and people to people. Nice work, Pete's Terrace Restaurant. Okay, this is our final one, uh, final segment here. Just a couple moments left. What are we talking about here? Oh, the question, I'll leave this with you. Somebody said it was... Uh, Ryan. Ryan on YouTube said, Darren, you're into marketing. Who's got the best marketing brand in the Canadian Football League? That's a good question. Who's got the best brand? You know, I would, always, I would have said the Riders, and I think they've got a really strong brand. I think their brand is a little confusing lately. I don't think they know exactly which direction they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, from a brand perspective, are they going to the young generation? Are they sticking? They're not really getting the old generation. I think their brand's a little bit lost. I like Ottawa's brand. I think they're pretty clearly defined. Edmonton's new brand is still a little bit new to figure out yeah. if they're doing it well. It would be fun to tackle, wouldn't it, if you were them? Yeah. Um, I like Hamilton's brand. They, and, and I'm not talking about colors and jerseys and websites. And the, it, the brand is so much more than that. It's how do people feel about you. It's, it's a little bit more. It's your reputation, right? I think Hamilton's is really strong. Toronto's building a new brand. They're reinventing themselves. I like what Toronto's done so far. Winning helps. Um, so this would, but probably number one would be Winnipeg right now. I think Winnipeg's probably that? got the best brand in the CFL at the moment. Um, and it's not just because they won. I think they got a pretty clear brand. Um, so it's a very interesting off the top of my head um, answer, but something that could be worth diving into in the future. Winnipeg. I'll find more out about it tomorrow. I would suggest Winnipeg has the best brand in the Canadian Football League. It took you that long to get around to the right answer. Thank you. I got there, though. We probably could have faced off on that. And by the way, we got lots to talk about on our trip to Winnipeg. I got more info on the uh, Calgary sale of the Stampeders. I got a name. I got a name. We'll see you tomorrow. Flame Tech Football Friday, live from Winnipeg. Drop that. That's the secret sauce. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.